women are powerful and have accomplished great things. Yet, sometimes we suffer from self-doubt, fear, and limiting beliefs. We often believe that we are not good enough. These negative beliefs stop us from achieving our goals. Welcome to Sprinting to Success, a podcast dedicated to women who have experienced struggles, yet found ways to step into their power, their greatness, and learn to embrace challenges. These women will share their stories and give you insights to help you on your path so you can follow your dreams. And now, here's your host, Esme Lawrence. Welcome. My name is Esme Lawrence, the host of this podcast, Sprinting to Success. My guest today is the founder and CEO of the Elevate Institute, creator of Reveal Optimal Health Intensive, science-led personal nutrition that gives your body exactly what it needs to heal and rebuild so you can continue bringing your vision to the world. My guest today is Eva Veneri. Eva, welcome. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks, Esme. Oh, you're welcome. So I want you to go back to um, challenges that happened to you when you were a child. Okay. Um, Health-wise, challenges were numerous, and it was interesting that um, none of them were diagnosed or even seen, witnessed. I don't know if that's something to do with being a youngest child or if it was just because parents didn't know that I can remember being uh, having heartburn. You ever watch that TV sh- commercial with Tums? Yes. And they have the, the little animation and then the food goes down the stomach and then you get the heartburn that comes back up and they say, take a Tums and it just makes it all dissolve, right? Right. So um, I remember thinking quite clearly at a very early age, under 10, I says to my mom, I'm yelling at her. I says, mom, I think I have heartburn. She's like, no, 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 you don't. And um, as an adult, I hear very similar stories from uh, clients and, and colleagues. So I know I'm not alone. <laughs> right. So you had heartburn and um, your mom said, no, obviously she didn't really know what to do. No. Um, so move forward to the fact that in your high school, what were some of the other challenges? Well, as I progressed um, along the years, I discovered that I had other problems that doctors would just kind of dismiss away of, uh, oh, you're, you're a young girl. You're, it's normal for your cycles to be irregular or to, to be painful or to be this way or that way. And um, they never did. I never grew out of them. Um, but it ended up being a case of hormonal issues that led to uh, undiagnosed and untreated depression. So I had depression that, that definitely caused troubles with schooling and relationships of all kinds um, and translated into a lower grade point average and not being able to be as productive. So, yeah. Wow. And, and so did those, um, those challenges followed you into um, young adulthood? They followed me and became something of a background, like a constant state of being that was then overshadowed by even greater difficulties. And those difficulties included things like hypothyroidism and infertility and arthritis and um, a list, a host of other, other, other things that were eventually diagnosed as chronic fatigue, anxiety, insomnia, depression, fibromyalgia, itchy skin, heart palpitations. I mean, the list is very long, um, but that's kind of, um, when you have those host of problems, heartburn is be, becomes overshadowed. Who diagnosed you with all those issues? Well, 
um, I had uh, probably about 10 different doctors over the course of time. And one at a time, one of them would diagnose me. It took me 10 years to get the chronic fatigue uh, diagnosis. Um, the infertility one was when I was 22. Um, by the time I was 28, I was diagnosed as going through perimenopause. Mm, wow. Shortly after. Yeah. Menopause <laughs> at that age. Yeah. Yeah. Early onset perimenopause. They, they, oh. they were scratching their heads over that one. And um, that's why when people say to me, <clears throat> you know, my, my dad just say, Eva, you're way too young to have these health issues. And I just, I've come to realize that health issues don't discriminate on age. You can get very sick at any age. And that's why I believe you could be very healthy at any age too. Right. Yeah. So you had 10 doctors um, diagnose you with um, with uh, all those issues. And well, so, yeah, one at, one at a time. Like, so they, they, one at yeah. a time. Right. Okay. So then what did you do? I mean, did you, I mean, you still had all these issues going on in your body. What else did you do? Did you um, to solve the problem? Well, I'm an inquisitive little person and I <laughs> didn't <laughs> like the answers that they were necessarily giving me. I'm not one of those hook, line and sinker. Oh, the doctor says you have arthritis and you're supposed to take Advil for the rest of your life. Kind of person to go, okay. I questioned it. I said, Hey, what is this going to do to my body if I take an Advil every day for the pain? And he's like, Oh, well, eventually it's going to cause probably Crohn's disease and issues with your gut and you know, who knows what else. And I'm like, that doesn't seem like a very good solution to me. And um, that questioning just followed through with every facet, all of those different categories of problems, if you wanted to call them separate problems, the chronic fatigue, the anxiety, the depression, the hypothyroidism, all of that, if you were to say they're separate from each other, I became inquisitive about all of them. What's the cause? What's causing this? What is the root cause? And all of those 10 doctors, 10 plus doctors that I fired one at a time. Fired. I love that. <laughs> fired, fired. I'm like, I'm done because here's the answer they would give me. And I would say, why is this happening? What's going on with my body that I'm getting lumpy? I had a, a, a breast cancer scare that I had endometriosis on the beginnings and stages of that, that possible wow. problems with, yeah, with the ovaries and different things and, and um, irregular cells and, and, and precancerous, right? So I says, what is the cause? And all of them gave the same pat answer. We don't know. Listen to that. And I says, barking up the wrong tree, asking the wrong people for this kind of help. I'm an inclusive person. I believe that doctors have an absolute definite uh, purpose to be right. here to be helpful. But when it comes to these chronic conditions, I'm going to believe what they say and I'm going to quote them. They don't know. We don't know. And it, it just turned into something where I had to be more inquisitive and decide, do I want to be stuck on medications that would eventually lead to me being on um, social security disability and an inactive part of society? Or, because that's what they told me would happen. They right. said, yeah, you'll end up in a wheelchair. You've got arthritis, you've got osteoarthritis in the L4-5. By the time you're 35, you'll be in a wheelchair. That's how wow. it was delivered to me. Yeah. Nobody, nobody wants would... to, you know what, um, Eva, nobody wants to live like that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. And what's crazy is the doctor who was diagnosing me and those words were coming out of his mouth. He was sitting in a wheelchair himself. Oh, so I don't know if that affected his diagnosis or not, but he was looking at my MRI and he's, yeah, and this space here between this, this joint and that joint, it's very compact. And I would have been a gymnast and a dancer my whole life. And to go from being very active to now having arthritic, you know, conditions in my body being inactive. Right. 
it was not going to work for me. No, that wouldn't work at all. I mean, especially the fact that you're an athlete, yeah. you know, coming from a dancer and just being active all your life and, and to look forward to the fact that you're going to be in a wheelchair. That's mm. not the way to live. No. So, so what did you do? Well, I just kept having this interesting idea in the back of my head after listening to the doctors and I says to myself, if you give your body what it needs, it'll heal itself. I don't know if I had exposure to Eastern medicine ideas, because that's oftentimes something that you find a thread through Eastern medicine, or if it just was something that I wanted to believe. And it's like, we're designed perfectly. How did I get a lemon of a body? Like we all got, you know, be the same design. How is it that mine is messed up? And I kept thinking, maybe it's not one thing. Maybe, maybe it's a collection of things. Maybe it's, it's a foundation. And so since I was blessed with insomnia, I was up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> blessed with insomnia. <laughs> yep. Yep. Blessed with it. I say that because it's the truth, man. It was, use it. <laughs> I was driven to find an answer. And this is where it really, you know, the rubber meets the road here is I put in a search string on Google of all of the 30 different diagnoses and symptoms that I had. And here, lo and behold, hidden in some weird, obscure article, I clicked on it and it said something about copper toxicity and adrenal fatigue and all these buzzwords that are today very common, you know, the burnout, uh, adrenal burnout. And it's like, okay. And then it described what it would feel like to experience a body in that place. And it was describing me. Wow. And I went, oh, somebody understands me. I felt validated. And sure enough, it was not a regular medical institution. It was alternative medicine. And if you've ever done any sort of search on Google for alternative medicine, the return on that search is just insane. And how do you navigate that? Well, I felt like this was a doorway into that world that just made sense. It was based in science. It was something that um, I could then translate and understand and then have a, a growing um, progression of, of results. I could see over time what was happening with my body using this. And what it is, is mineral analysis. And that's what they were talking about. If you maintain or create a balanced body or a harmonious body, let's put it that way, one that's harmonious in its nature and that the cells are of its preferred minerals, it's created with the, the stuff that makes us best productive, it automatically gets rid of the toxins. It automatically helps improve your immune system without having to take uh, any sort of uh, shots. You know, it does all the things that we're, guess what, designed to do and on its own. So this made sense to me. And I said, well, I want, I want to know more. So the next morning I, I waited and I found a local practitioner and I called her up and I said, I'm your next client. What do I have to do? I'm your next client. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was the beginning of my journey. And I, I, it took from, so I mentioned that I was diagnosed being infertile at 22. I was now 36 when I found this article. Wow. Wow. And so what, um, how did she help you? So everything starts with a hair analysis. So if you think about um, the rings of a tree, it tells you the history of what's going on in its environment as you cut through a tree and you can see the midsection, you can see the, the uh, what kind of moisture is in the air of, of that particular year. And as it goes out, you can see if it, you know, what the conditions were. Same is true when you look at hair that's just growing out of your scalp and you can see the relationship of minerals that are left over after you've already eaten, drank, breathed in, been around whatever toxins and minerals are in your environment. 
and the body has to make more you with whatever it has. There's no door person, right? You know, to say, Hey, you're a toxin. You stay out. Uh, you're a mineral. You're preferred. You can come in. There's nobody doing that. It's, there's no gatekeeper. There's no gatekeeper. <laughs> <laughs> there's no bouncer. There's no gatekeepers. And like nobody's checking IDs. Right. So the, the body will use the preferred minerals first. And then as it runs out, it will use whatever else there is. Remember MacGyver, you know, the TV show, he yes. would make stuff out of whatever was around him. Guess what? Your body does that too. And it, things can work as well as it's ingredients. And really the human body is no different. Right. So the toxins are in the body to currently replace a nutrient mineral that the body really needs. So if you think of it conversely, if you give the body the minerals that it needs, it'll kick out the toxins automatically. And that's why I love what I do. And I don't have to be a doctor to help someone detox and rebuild their body's foundation. Right. It happens so, all on its own. So if you give your body the right ingredients, um, it will, it'll cure itself. Yeah, pretty much. And I can't use the word cure, but sure. It, you know, if you can get rid of the symptoms of something, then you probably don't have it anymore. Right. Right. So <laughs> what profession were you doing at this time? I was an architectural rep for the stone industry. So I used to sell, you know, if you ever have been in a place where there's a countertop made of natural stone. Yes. Have you ever wondered where that came from? It's a slice of a mountain from somewhere in the world that has been uh, cut and polished and glued into place on top of a cabinet. That was my world. I had to work with designers and architects all over Southern California to create more beautiful places everywhere in the world. So I had right. the pleasure of seeing what was in these architects, uh, you know, their imaginations for their clients first before anybody else did. And I got to help them uh, create solutions with stone. Right. And so what was, um, what, um, what did you um, have your degree in? Oh, I have several. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started out um, with a degree in interior design, which is how I ended up working with architects and designers. But um, for the first 10 years of my career, my, in my um, professional career, I was in information technology working with computers. I'm a bit of um, a computer a tech savvy intuitive, if you will. Oh, and so working in the IT, like um, IT profession. Yeah, yep. You got it. Yeah. Helping people with their computers at that point in time, when you're so fresh with your computer that you want to pick it up and throw it out a window, right. uh, that's when you would call me on the help desk and I would help you figure out what was wrong with it over the phone. So that was one of the many different facets that I did in the IT world. Right. So then now uh, in IT world, you're, you were working with mainly men. What were the, what were the challenges with that? Well, there, there's all these social, social um, expectations um, in, in a male dominated industry. And what's interesting, both of those industries, if you look at from the tech age to the stone age, they're okay, both male dominated. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> Every pun intended, man. If you can't have fun. <laughs> no, no, I, it, it's definitely intended. It, they're both male dominated. And that's where I get my sense of humor is, is that the number of people, the men, they love to have fun. And I love the humor of, of, of men and the company of men. And, and when they would try to shock me because I'm the only girl in the room, I'd give it back. Right. And, and I learned to appreciate that. And I learned to appreciate humor. 
And, and that's actually part of what helps me get through this very, very serious lifestyle that I have now about health and wellness, because people get all caught up in, the, oh, no, you got to do it this way and not that way. And I just, I have to bring humor to it. So, Right. And so, uh, so did you move on to other professions? So you worked with stones. And yep. then what was, then what did you move on to another profession? Well, it was, it was interesting how they all blended together. So in the year 2000, there was the IT bubble burst. Right. And I lost my job along with thousands of others. And I decided to fall back on my design and I became uh, familiar with stone. Well, stone industry is interesting because if, if you ever held a stone or touched a natural stone, you realize it has a, some, if you're sensitive, you can feel an energy come from that stone. And so what I, one of the things that I brought to the architecture and design industry was to use natural stone as part of the solution to a person's, like their client's uh, health problems. For example, if you, that you, you can actually get a full slab of amethyst stone, you know, the purple stone. Right. Amethyst is known for helping you with sleep, bad dreams, um, relaxation. There's a bunch of things that it's supposed to help with. And I was bringing into the community of designers this new solution. It's not just about what's pretty. It's about how the body interacts with the natural stone itself. And so if you had a client, for example, who had problems with sleeping, why not make a headboard out of amethyst stone or two side tables or even a platform, right? So I brought in that world and they, they all kind of blended. So the, the IT world um, came into my stone world when I was a fabricator of stone and I had to keep track of stone and uh, created the database that everybody knew about in, in the area. And if they needed a piece of a certain stone from a certain block that had to match, what they just broke the likelihood that I would have it in my database and I would have that extra piece. So um, I took the information from all of the things that I've ever done and I used it to build the business that I have now. And this, how did I go from one to the other? Well, I was a single mom uh, raising two kids on my own. Their dad passed away in uh, oh. 2011. Wow. What happened yeah. to your dad? What, what happened to their dad? Well, we had been divorced for 12 years. I, I was raising the girls by myself for the most part. But at some point we were uh, transitioning uh, one of our, our older daughter to go live with him. And he was on the phone with me as we were finishing up details. And he's telling me how his health has declined over the years and how um, the heart prolapse has continued to be a problem. And he's on medication for that. It's turned into uh, iron toxicity and hepatitis C, which I have didn't have when I was around him, but he picked that up. And mm -hmm. that's immune system issues, right? And then he says, just recently, the doctors diagnosed me with type 2 diabetes. And wow. I said to him, you know, I, this was when I was 36, I had so I just found out about nutritional mineral balancing. I became a certified um, person so that I could save money on the process. This was my motivation. I, I wanted to continue to work in the stone industry and learn more about how to heal my body as a, an aside. I wasn't really planning on opening a business, but this, this was the whole, how it happened. We're on the phone. He's telling me this. And I says, why don't you send me some of your hair? We'll figure it out. We'll test the hair. He laughed at me. And Aww. he said, no, no, no. My doctors have me. I'm fine. Wow. And two weeks later, he was in the hospital for kidney stone help. And something they gave him was too much for his body. And he had a massive heart attack that he did not recover from. Oh, 
Yeah. So that is really sad, Eva. You it know, is. You know, it's sad because, um, you know, he had a chance to maybe um, for you to help him um, analyze his hair. And maybe I don't know if that would start solve the problem, having a massive heart attack. But um, it's almost like he, um, you have different mentality. His mentality with, um, you know, it's okay if he ends up in a wheelchair. That's like that right. doctor. Right. Well, yours is like, no, I want I, to I live. I want to live. I want to be vibrant and I want to be able to do what I want to do and not just um, sit in a wheelchair and hope to die one day with no quality of life. Exactly. And he was currently, at that time, he was on social security disability. Oh. You hit the nail right on the head. He had a mentality and a lifestyle that supported him being supported by, um, you know, everybody around him instead of being a productive part of society. Got to the point in speaking to him, it's like he didn't, he didn't want to revert it. He just wanted mm. to do whatever the doctors told him to do because that would give him relief. He believed that. Right. Yeah. So he, he wanted um, relief from his symptoms where you want to relieve want a, a, a cure for it. Yes. What, what was going on? You know, and so I'm really glad that you, you found that. And so tell me um, now that you found and able to analyze that the hair. Now, how is your life now? Well, all of those different diagnoses and symptoms that I named off and more, you didn't hear all 30, but all of the, those <laughs> symptoms are gone. Nice. Yeah, I don't experience them. Wow. Yeah. And no so more arthritis, no more pain. Yeah. Wow. So then you're just able to live your life free and, uh, you know, and do what you want and not having all the pain, you know, on all those 30 different uh, um, diagnoses. Oh, it was crazy. I, well, I even had one that was undiagnosable. I, I remember having a headache every day that was, if you could describe a migraine headache, have you ever had one? Yes. The light sensitivity, the um, you get a little bit lightheaded, you have to, it, you feel like you want to sleep. There's all kinds of things that go with that headache. It takes over your whole body and your mindset. It can be depressing to have one. Right. And I remember having those every day. Wow. And there was something, a newspaper article, or I don't, I don't remember if I picked it up on the internet or what, but there was an invitation to participate in a migraine study. And I received a letter in the mail saying, oh, yes, we would love to talk to you about it. I called up the company and I'm talking to the intake person. And he says, oh, yeah, these definitely sound like migraine headaches after we go through the whole questionnaire. And then he asked me, how often do you have those? And I said, oh, daily. And he goes, oh, no, you don't have migraines. And he hung up the phone on me. Wow. And I asked, what? And there was no, no chance for, well, then what are they? They sound like a migraine. He even thought they sounded like a migraine, but they were not. And that was something that changed my experience in life to have that kind of pain that wasn't helped by medication, like an Excedrin didn't help and a leave didn't help. There was, there was nothing that was helping medicine wise that at least I had access to. Um, a nap used to work. If I would be able to lay down for just 20 minutes and rest my eyes, I used to be able to wake up and not have the headache that stopped working. And then cup of coffee. Usually a migraine is helped by a cup of coffee. That stopped working. So can you, you can imagine like nothing was helping this headache. And yeah. this was debilitating and you get used to it. It's amazing the type of pain. You keep drawing the line in the sand. Oh, it's okay. If I live with this, that's fine. And your pain threshold just gets higher and then higher and then higher. And you're living with all of this all the time. And the stress in your body, it creates, of course, more problems. So this was the state that I was in 
when I was up at three o'clock in the morning, (laughs) typing in all of that search string. And that too was something that went away in short order. And it turned out it, I still, I can't give it a diagnosis and say it was because of this particular mineral or this particular, you know, toxin. I, I don't know. I just know it's gone. Right. Because I empowered my body to do what it naturally is supposed to do. Oh, definitely. So now, so even with all the knowledge that you have now, go back and talk to your younger self. What would you say? I would say, listen to my internal voice a lot sooner that you're the only one who lives in your body. You're the only one who understands the experience. Be the advocate that you need to be and speak up and get the help that you need. And when someone tells you that they don't know, believe them. (laughs) (laughs) believe them and keep looking for a solution (laughs) that's right so what so what do you do now to decrease stress in your life Uh, it's definitely stay in the flow of keeping my body on that healing path Um, and that means testing my hair every once in a while seeing what minerals that I need uh, eat regularly get enough sleep it's never just one thing yes yeah. And then have, have kind of a Zen attitude. I've meditated quite a few things out of my life, including road rage. Road rage. Now, how did you do that? <laughs> I, <laughs> I was in this uh, very beautiful meditation and I was invited to just let whatever comes to the mind's eye, you know, the theater of the mind, you know, it, it plays a, a recording to come in about things that might be bothering me and to get to that place where I had been. It took being on the street in the car and I had, of course, a moment of opportunity to to have road rage. And I thought I would really love to dissipate this feeling that I get when I get in my car that when somebody cuts me off, they're actually meaning to do that somehow. And in this meditation, it came to me, I came to realize it doesn't matter if that person intended to, to cut you off or just need it over. It doesn't matter. You're all going to the same place. And rather than getting into this internal conflict around, oh, I should just be zen about it. I should just be okay about it. I should, I'm not going to honk my horn. It's fine. I I didn't, nobody got hit. You know, you you get, we get into that. That's more stressful than just simply getting to a place of complete acceptance. Even, even when I got into a car accident, somebody rear-ended me and she's on her phone and, and, oh, I'm so sorry. You okay. And I said, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Right. I wasn't mad at all. So something happened in that meditation where I came to an acceptance that we're all going to the same place. It doesn't really matter. Right. Oh, for sure. Because you know what? <laughs> and if I don't, I think that you don't have to be reactive when somebody <laughs> cuts you off, you don't have to flip them the finger. Right. Uh, no, you just have to, you know, just say, listen, um, you know, um, it, it happens. It's to cut me off. It doesn't matter why, right. That's her issue, right. Yeah. You just, you just have to know how you're going to react, how you're going to, um, you know, be proactive how you treat people, even not when you're driving, right? Yeah. You know, be respectful. I remember I was driving, it was a, a couple of, uh, last year. And, um, and so somebody tried, I don't know what happened on the road there. My ex-husband was in the fast lane and I guess it wasn't, you know, it wasn't driving too fast enough for somebody behind him. And he tried this, the person behind him trying to take him off the road, you know? <laughs> and, um, and my ex-husband is pretty easygoing and, and, you know, and he just kept on, he goes, whatever, that's his issue. Just kept on driving. Yep. You know, the, and the other guy came beside him and hunking the horn and gave him the flip of the finger, and, <laughs> you know, and he, he just kept on driving and, you know, they pulled off in the, in the slow lane and go, okay, maybe it was my bad for driving, you know, too slow in the fast lane, but I'm not going to reset. I'm not going to respond 
to negatively to that guy, right? You know, and he just kept, and we still had a merry old way, kept on going our way because he decided that um, this is how he's going to treat people on the road or in person, in yeah. a car, it doesn't matter. I'm, he's going to treat people with respect. Right. And I yeah. love that. And compassion. It's all, compassion. It's, isn't it about compassion? Yeah. Oh, definitely. So you're a very successful lady. Um, so what is it that you're struggling with now? Oh, um, you know, they, they say give a, if you want something done, give it to a busy person. <laughs> uh, I, I'm busy, you know, building my business, the Elevate Institute. And so what did I do? I decided to open another business. Oh yeah. Too busy. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, you know, it's one thing to c overcome the hurdle of building your first business and making it yeah. successful so that it supports you. The other is when you realize, Oh, gee, I've grown a little bit bigger than I can handle on my own and realize that yes, you are able, you're capable of doing everything, but you shouldn't. And, and, and that was one thing is like finding the help and building team and uh, trusting that the team members that come when I have that um, inclination for help, that they're the right people for the job. Right, and, exactly. and trusting that. Yeah, trusting that. And again, it's like trusting that internal voice, that internal conversation that says, this is what I need right now. So right. yeah, that was my struggle. And it still still kind of is. We're in growing pains. Uh, the new business is called Illumination Tours and we take people on spiritual tours um, to ancient civilizations all over the world. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. So, hobbies. <laughs> so Eva, what would you like to share with the audience today? I think I really want to focus in on that core belief that if you give your body what it needs, it will heal itself. Do not listen to anyone that says that you're fine. If you do not feel fine. Right. Yeah. Don't give up until you find what resonates with you as an answer. Right. Keep, keep searching for that solution. So Eva, that was amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Esme. I so appreciate this opportunity to be on your show. Oh, Rise you're welcome. Success. Yes. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. So ladies and gentlemen, to learn more about Eva, go to EsmeLawrence.com. Thank you and have an amazing day. This is Eva Venari, and I am the healer's healer. I'm sprinting to success with Esme Lawrence. Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Let's sprint together. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Sprinting to Success with your host, Esme Lawrence. Please be sure to subscribe, rate, and review this show on iTunes. For more information about Esme and to hear other episodes of the show, go to EsmeLawrence.com. The information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for professional or medical treatment or advice. Always seek advice from your healthcare provider.